Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. I want to walk in the blessings. And I walk in the blessings. And I've been walking in the blessings. I'm not, bra- yeah, I am bragging. I'm bragging on what God does. So number one, when you give, Jesus said, when you give. So I'm going to say, when you give, number one, give reverently. We're not taking up an offering. We don't take up offerings here. We don't take an offering. It's an opportunity to worship with your giving. It's a worship experience. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. He said, honor the Lord with what you're bringing. So don't just say, well, I'm just going to just try to give a little something. Honor God with your wealth. You say, I don't have any wealth. If you got something, you got wealth. Somebody will trade places with you. If you don't want what you got, somebody says, I'll take that. So whenever you get, honor God. So as I give, I say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me with what I have so that I have something to give. If you didn't give it to me, I wouldn't even have it to give. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. And when we give to other ministries, we we send those out and we say, thank you, Lord, for blessing this church that we can be a blessing to others. Thank you, Father. We honor you with our giving. So the first thing, you want to give reverently. Secondly, you want to give systematically. Systematically. You want to plan on your giving because if you don't, you will say this. I don't know where my money went. You ever say that to yourself? I don't know where all my money went. Well, I don't say that because I know where it goes. You know, it goes where I send it. I tell my money where to go. And you got to tell your money where to go. If you don't, it's going somewhere. And then you're going to wonder, well, I don't know where where my money went. I know where my money went and I tell my tithe where to go. I say, go over there and sit down and don't you move till I tell you. And you have to do that. You got to tell some of your money to go into savings. And you go there and you sit there till I tell you to move. Don't you move. Don't you go nowhere. Everybody's got their hand out for you. And they're finding more ways to extract money from you than you can shake a stick at. Everywhere you go, there's another fee. Somebody was sitting up one day and decided they're going to charge you for your baggage when you fly on a plane. You got to figure out how to keep your money. They're taking it from you every time you turn around. You got a fee for this and a fee for that. So systematically means I am planning on what I'm going to do with what comes in. 
I don't have to figure out whether I'm going to tithe every time I get paid. That's already decided. I don't have to see whether or not I don't have anything left to do that. I have to see whether I got something left to pay other folk. God's on the top. So I set that aside. Deuteronomy 14.22 says, Be sure to set aside a tenth of all your fields produced every year. Be sure to set that aside. Say, that belongs to God. And if you're not there yet, I'm just encouraging you. Now listen, you can decide to do this or not. I know how God works. I don't have to try to persuade you. If, if you can't catch on, that's you. I tell pastors, they call me and say, tell me how do you all function over there at the light of the world and, and keep in financial good shape. I say, our church tithes. And they're like, what? Yeah. One pastor says, I've been pastoring for 30 years. I've never considered that. I never even thought of that. Churches don't think of that. I say, we tithe because I think, Lord, if you can bless the individual, you got to show me because our church is going to do the same thing. I want to see what you do. And they were shocked when we paid that building off in six years over there without selling chicken dinners and barbecue plates and having rallies and all that stuff. We paid that off in six years. And let me tell you, we got about four more years on this one. We've been in here six years. And I can tell you on that six years, we have given over a half a million dollars to other ministries. And God has accelerated us in paying off this note. Not because we got that much money coming in on our building fund either. We're paying it off because we are good steward and our members tithe. And we give to others. God knows how to bless you no matter what. If you would just do what he says. He said, I, I got this. And we got story after story after story of God just providing miracles and miracles and miracles of finances. Because we have been obedient to him. I'm telling you, give systematically. Plan. I'm going to do that. I'm going to give. And there are times when I said, we're going to give if we don't do nothing else. No, no, no. We're going to give this. God is the one that said, test me. He said, test me. I prove myself to you. How many of you say uh, you can't beat God given? Don't tell me that because I'm going to ask you a question. Did you ever try? If you ain't tried it, don't tell me that. If you never said, Lord, I'm, I'm going to see if I can beat you giving and keep giving more and more. Get past 10%. Go to 15. Go to 20. Go to 25. And say, I want to see. Number three, give expectantly. Luke 6.38 said, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, there's a, and I like this church. This church has the gift of giving. But I want to tell you members, when you are tithing, also get the gift of receiving. Because there are some people that you try to give them something. No, that's all right. You don't have to give that to me. No, 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 no. I don't want anything. Give me something. The answer is yes. What's the answer? If I can't use it, I'm going to give it to somebody else. There are some people say, I can't do nothing with that. I'm thinking, you know what? You're not thinking about anybody else but what you got. People wonder, why your church always getting all kind of stuff? Because I'm looking for somebody to give it to before I get out there, before it gets in the door. If you are a conduit where God can let blessings flow through you, he can get it to you. So always look, you know, it's not that you're walking around with your hands open trying to beg, but when people are, when God says, I will, 
I will press it down and shake it together and run it over. It's got to get to you. So when you're, you're tithing and you're trusting God and you're giving reverently and honestly to God, expect that God's word will, will be true to you and God's going to do what he said he's going to do. So I have an expectation. I expect to be blessed wherever I go. I don't care if I'm going to the store. I'm going wherever I'm going, to the gas station, anywhere. I expect to be blessed. And sometimes I ask for the blessing. Can I get a sample of that uh, at the restaurant? Well, we have, uh, we have this meal and this dish. And I, I said, you have any samples? Samples? Yes. Then you get four or five samples and you won't have to eat. But I ask. You drive to Whataburger. Say, can I get a little more fries on that, please? So have an expectation is what I'm saying, that God's blessing will flow your way. I'm expecting God's blessing to flow my way. I look for the blessings. I don't give so that God will just bless me. That's the only reason I'm giving. I'm giving because I honor God. I'm giving because I love God. I'm giving because I recognize that if God did not bless me, I wouldn't have anything to give. All of it belongs to God. None of it belongs to me. I'm not giving him my money. I'm releasing to him some of what he gave to me. And the fourth thing, I want to give cheerfully. Second Corinthians 9, 7 says, Each man should give what he decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. And I'll tell you this. Now, if you think you are under compulsion or you don't want to give, then don't give. That, that's biblical. That's obeying the scripture too. If you say, I don't want to give, well, then don't give. I don't have no problem with that. But he says, don't give like that. You ought to consider what you decided to give in your heart. And then he said, for God loves a chill forgiver. You decided that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to go above the tithe or whatever you're going to do. I, this is what I decided to do. And then I'm going to do it joyfully and cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. If you just say, well, I don't know what the church is doing with my money. Well, keep that. See, when I give it, it's not my money. If, as long as you think, well, what are they doing with my money? You didn't give it. It's still yours. So give cheerfully. Then number five, give accordingly. 1 Corinthians 16, 2 says, On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collection will have to be made. This is Paul teaching the early church. He says, uh, give in accordance with your income, and that is proportion to your income. As your income grows, your contribution ought to be growing, is what he's saying. And so some people say, well, tithing is under the law. And the New Testament doesn't mention tithing. I told one guy, I said, uh, uh, don't worry about tithing, just give 10%. He said, oh, okay. <laughs> I notice this. Every time somebody want to argue that tithing is under the law, they're not giving at least 10%. Nobody is giving 20% saying uh, tithing was under the law. Those are the ones that get those $1 and $5 bills and wrap them up real tight and stick them in the envelope. So if you're going to put $1 or $5 in, don't wrap them up real tight. Just lay them in there. So when we count it, it ain't messing up the stack. That's what people do. The $100 bills are always just flat. It's like they're brand new. The $1, they just tighten them up in a little roll. We got to get an iron, iron it before it go to the bank. You know, they put them in those machines now. They got to run through there. 
Give accordingly to your income. <laughs> Number six, give eternally. Jesus talked about this, and we're going to talk more about it later on in, in the same chapter, uh, Matthew six nineteen. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on the earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I don't have to know whether or not people are really committed to the church. I can look at their giving and tell them. I'm with you, Pastor. I said, okay. You can always depend on me. And then I'm thinking, they ain't going to be here long. There's the behaviors that after a while as pastors, you can pick up on things. I said, they're going to be leaving the church pretty soon. Why? Because they stopped giving three months ago. They stopped giving before they stopped coming. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281 281- 441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.